Welcome to the evening episode of Honey in the Rock. We hope you've had a great day and we've got a great show ahead for you. Stick with us. This evening's episode is titled, The Believer Will Hold Onto the Word. It shall be focused on 2 Chronicles chapter 21. Before we go any further, we'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that the the name of the Lord is a mighty tower, and the righteous run into it and are safe. We thank you, Lord, that you said in your name is where we'll be worshiping. Lord, and in the name of Jesus Christ is the place that we'll be worshiping you in. So, Father, may you speak to us today. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to 2 Chronicles chapter 21. Chapter 21 Now Jehoshaphat slept with his fathers, and was buried with his fathers in the city of David. And Jehoram his son reigned in his stead. And he had brethren, the sons of Jehoshaphat, Azariah, and Jehiel, and Zechariah, and Azariah, and Michael, and Shephatiah. All these were the sons of Jehoshaphat, king of Israel. And their father gave them great gifts of silver, and of gold, and of precious things, with fenced cities in Judah. But the kingdom gave he to Jehoram, because he was the firstborn. Now when Jehoram was risen up to the kingdom of his father, he strengthened himself, and slew all his brethren with the sword, and divers also of the princes of Israel. Jehoram was thirty and two years old when he began to reign, and he reigned eight years in Jerusalem, and he walked in the way of the kings of Israel, like as did the house of Ahab. For he had the daughter of Ahab to wife, and he wrought that which was evil in the eyes of the Lord, Howbeit the Lord would not destroy the house of David because of the covenant that he had made with David, and as he promised to give a light to him and to his sons forever. In his days the Edomites revolted from under the dominion of Judah and made themselves a king. Then Jehoram went forth with his princes and all his chariots with him, and he rose up by night and smote the Edomites which compassed him in, and the captains of the chariots. So the Edomites revolted from under the hand of Judah unto this day. The same time also did Libna revolt from under his hand, because he had forsaken the Lord God of his fathers. Moreover, he made high places in the mountains of Judah, and caused the inhabitants of Jerusalem to commit fornication, and compelled Judah thereto. And there came a writing to him from Elijah the prophet, saying, Thus saith the Lord God of David thy father, Because thou hast not walked in the ways of Jehoshaphat thy father, nor in the ways of Asa king of Judah, but hast walked in the way of the kings of Israel, and hast made Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to go a-whoring, like to the whoredoms of the house of Ahab, and also hast slain thy brethren of thy father's house, which were better than thyself. Behold, with a great plague will the Lord smite thy people, and thy children, and thy wives, and all thy goods. And thou shalt have great sickness by disease of thy bowels, until thy bowels fall out by reason of the sickness day by day. Moreover the Lord stirred up against Jehoram the spirit of the Philistines, and of the Arabians that were near the Ethiopians. 
And they came up into Judah, and brake into it, and carried away all the substance that was found in the king's house, and his sons also, and his wives, so that there was never a son left him, save Jehoahaz, the youngest of his sons. And after all this, the Lord smote him in his bowels with an incurable disease. And it came to pass that in the process of time, after the end of two years, his bowels fell out by reason of his sickness. So he died of sore diseases. And his people made no burning for him, like the burning of his fathers. Thirty and two years old was he when he began to reign. And he reigned in Jerusalem eight years, and departed without being desired. Howbeit they buried him in the city of David, but not in the sepulchres of the kings. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled Three Kinds of Believers. This was preached in 1963 on November the 24th in the evening. We'll begin at paragraph 172 up to paragraph 225. I trust you'll find it to be a blessing. Ahab, he was an unbeliever, though he, he, well, he act like he wasn't. No, no, he is amongst the believers. But he was an unbeliever. What did he do? He married an idolatrous and brought it idolatry right into Israel. He was an unbeliever. We know that. They deny the whole of the Word of God to be true. The unbeliever is, you know, remember, he's a hypocrite, and he, he acts like that he says he believes it. But he denies it. He said, well, so much of it is well. But if all of it isn't right, then that makes him an unbeliever. You've got to believe every tittle and every chop and everything that's said in there. Uh, it's got to be true. If it isn't true, if you say, now, I don't believe that, well, then you're an unbeliever. As a guy said to me one time, a minister, said, I don't care, Mr. Branham, how many people you could produce that, that you said was healed. I wouldn't believe it. I said, certainly not. You can't believe it. You're an unbeliever. It wasn't for you. It's only for the believers. You've got to believe it. See, and they do not believe it. So when you see a person that, well, did Paul speak of the prophet saying that to be heady, high-minded lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having forms of godliness but denying the power there, the power of the word from such turn away. Notice, they deny the whole of the word, but in every form very religious. They are unbelievers in the true word. Though it be vindicated all through every age, God vindicated the word of these people I've talked about, Noah, and on down through Moses and all the prophets and forth. God spoke to the supernatural and vindicated the word, and yet those people walked right out on it. And here's these disciples standing there, them 70, and watching Jesus do the things that he did and know the scripture, and him telling them that that was the age that this was to take place. And then when he said something, the Son of Man, what would you say? When he began to tell them about breaking the bread and so forth, and when I had to tell them about great spiritual things, and they said, oh, this is a hard saying. He said, what are you going to say then if the Son of Man, you see him ascend up into heaven, where he come from? He said, is it the flesh or is it the spirit that quickens? See? And then they moved away. He said, oh, that, no, I can't believe that. See? They walked right out on the Word. They won't even stay to see what takes place. That is the... That is the unbeliever. They, what do they do then? We find out that, they, that uh, these people, these uh, believers, so-called believers, but in forms of religion, and they fail to see the identified truth of the Word of God because it's against what they believe. See, it don't make any difference what you believe. 
how loyal you are, how religious you are, or that doesn't have one thing to do to it. Sincerity? Well, they don't have nothing to do with it. I've seen people so sincere, I've seen the heathens burn their children, feed them to the crocodiles, mothers with their babies. That's more than a Christian to do. Okay? Sincerely. They believe sincerely, but they're sincerely wrong. People say, well, this church is... Stu- uh, you're sincerely wrong if it's contrary to the Word. Amen. Well, now, look, I don't believe in such things. Well, the Bible said it was so old. I don't believe that we have to do this. I don't care what you think you don't have to do. God said it must be done. These signs shall follow them. Amen. How far to all the world? Who to every creature? <laughs> it shall be. Now, shall be, it's going to be. And this message of the hour that we're now enjoying the presence of God, the latter day, the evening time, when the lights are shining and the things has been opened up and the word vindicated and proved to be the truth, both prophesied, comes to pass, all through scientific and everything proved, that it is Jesus Christ the same yesterday and forever, and a man walk out on that? He's, he's an unbeliever. He's beyond hopes. He's numb by the power of Satan. So there's no hopes for him. He's beyond hopes. Now, that is what? The believer? Now, the unbeliever? Now, the third class we're speaking about is the make-believer. That's the why. The make-believer. I remember in there stood all three. Now we find out they do just exactly like their father does. Judas. There was Peter and the rest of the apostles, believers. There was the 70 unbelievers. And there was Judas hung right on. He was a make-believer. What do they do? This is the kind that holds on until they can find something, a fault in it. They're looking every time to find a loophole. See how it's done. See if it's a trick. If it's a gimmick. They're waiting to be sold out. They're looking for that. The unbeliever, he don't even wait around. He's condemned and walked out. The believer, no matter what happens, he believes it anyhow for it's a word. There's your three classes. The old unbeliever will walk out on the first thing that said he don't like about it. Brother, he's going to show his colors right then. He's an unbeliever. Paul said they went out from us because they wasn't of us in the beginning. They started with us. Oh, you did run well. What hindered you? They went out because it wasn't of us. When they see the Word perfectly moving on, while they want to get some kind of a gimmick, they could work. But the real believers don't question nothing. It's written in the Word and they believe it and they just go on. That's it. Always it's written. If it isn't written, well, you just stay away from it no matter what happens. It's got to be written. See, and they see that written Word and they believe it. And they see God moving in His Word, see the hour, the message, the time, and they walk with it. As I said this morning, how old Pilate must have walked the floor at night with his worried conscience, trying to clean himself. And he said, Mine, no doubt he called through the night and said, I've washed my hands all night. And I still can't understand. They're not clean. I can never go to meet him. I've got blood upon my hands all night. I'll never be guilty of that. See? It's on your hands. There's only one way you can get it out. That's accepted. That's right. Become part of it. That's what it was shed for. Now, the make-believer hangs around and acts just as pious as he can, but down in his heart, he's trying to find what's, what you, how you do it. 
Oh, if the country isn't full of that part of hypocrites. That's a Judas. That's exactly. Hangs around, becomes part of the group. He was a treasure. See? He stands around. He's always got his hand out for money. You can tell that one thing. He's always fishing for money. And got his hand out for this. And he is a make-believer. He acts like a believer, but down in his heart, you remember, he wasn't fooling Jesus. After the 70 left, and the believers made their stand, and he turned around to the believers, he said, there's still something in you. Or he said, I've chose 12, and one of you is the devil. Jesus knew from the beginning where he was the Word. He knew the secret of the heart. How hard it was! Stop a minute. Think deep, long, straight. How hard it must have been on him. Walking right there, and a man called him brother, and knowed all the time that that was a deceiver that was going to try to upset him and sell him for 30 pieces of silver. How hard it was to hold it in his bosom. And his friend walking along there, even he said, Friend, call Judas his friend. Have not I been with you all this time? Knowing in his heart and couldn't say it. He knowed from the beginning who it was that would betray him. There's that make-believer that's just waiting. He'll sing and say, Oh, I believe this, and I believe this, and I believe this. But, oh, you know, I heard somebody say so and so times. Just longing with ears. A real believer don't hear nothing but the Word. That's all. He watches the Word. He ain't looking for no loopholes. He ain't looking for no gimmicks. He believes God, and that settles it. And he just keeps going on. See? There's the believer. The unbeliever fills up in a minute, and he can't stay to listen ten minutes to the message. He's got to get up and walk out. It's against his creed, and he just won't have no more to do with it. So he goes out. And the make-believer hangs right on that Judas. See? That's a deceiver. That's a, that's a rascal, if I have to say such a word. Judas, he hangs around. This is the time some kind of these make-believers are very popular with the people. That's right. These make-believers. See? Some of them are mighty men, educated, doctor's degree, big pay, everything. Some of them are great men, shrewd. Just like sons of Satan would be. Look how Satan come right up there and agree with every bit of that word. He's just waiting to find that weak spot in Eve to where he could show his power to deceive her. To betray her. That was, that was Satan. And your Satan is in the form of Judas in that age. That was Satan in the first age. What was he? Agreeing with the word. Till just one little thing he's trying to find a place where he get a weakness. That's exactly what the Judas finds right now. He'll come right along with the meeting and watch right around until he can find that little spot that he... Oh, there it is. That's it. Oh, that's the way it's done. That's just exactly. Many of you remember up there that night when that man come out on the platform, he thought that there was a mental telepathy of reading the prayer cards. And how he thought he had it right then. Brother, he, he was sure he had it. He come around, he belonged to a church that don't believe and and in the, the gospel, the full gospel. And he come up on the platform. I was tired. He's fixing to take me away. That's at Windsor, Ontario. And there, come right across from, from uh, the United States there, right across from Detroit, at Windsor, the big auditorium. And this man come up there, the gray suit on, a red tie, intelligent looking man, smart as a tack. And he comes to the platform, and I, he walked up, and I said, well, just let me have your hand. I said, I'm tired. I've seen so many visions. Just let me have your hand. And I never noticed the man. And he put his hand over on mine. I said, sir, there's nothing wrong with you. Go ahead. He said, oh, there he is too. And I said, let me see. 
I said, no, sir. There's not one sign. No, sir, you're a healthy man. He said, go look at my prayer card. I said, I don't care what you put on your prayer card. I said, I don't have nothing to do with the prayer card. Not thinking. You see, I was tired, wore out, my, but the grace of God, you see, was still there. Remember, if he sends you, it's his obligation to take care of you. It ain't mine. It's him. He sent it. I'm just supposed to stand on what's true. When Moses throwed his stick down, it turned into a serpent, and the magician's done the same thing, what can Moses do but stand there and wait for the grace of God? That's all. Same thing. He followed out the commandments, and you know what happened, don't you? This man said, well, he said, there is, look at my prayer card. I said, well, you might have had a lot of faith, and might have done it. I'm not thinking, you see, I've done, not even paying attention. Then he unbuttons his coat and pushed out his chest. He said, there you are. The and I thought, what's going on here? Looked around, he said, there you are. said, see the gimmick? That's your Judas, a religious man, a preacher of a great denomination. said, there you are. I had so much faith. Now, he's got so weak he can't read the telepathy. See, it don't come to him no more. And there, he says, now, my faith was so great. said, I put that on the prayer card, and now I can't catch it, you see. said, that's the gimmick. I thought, what's going on? Then the grace of God came down. Amen. Glory. I said, sir, why has a devil put in your heart to try to deceive God? A modern Judas. I said, you are a church of Christ. Excuse me. Those have done said it. Amen. You're a church of Christ preacher. You belong to the church of Christ from over in the United States. And that man sitting up there with that blue suit on and your wife and his wife sitting there. You sat at a table last night that had a green thing over it, uh, a spread like this, and you made up that this was telepathy. And you were coming tonight and that man raised up. He said, that's the honest truth. God have mercy on me. I said, sir, you put TB and cancer on that card and now you have it. It's yours now. He grabbed me by the pants leg. He said, I, didn't. I said, I can't help you. Go right ahead. That's up between you and God. You wrote your doom right on your car. And that got him. That was all of it. See? Make-believers. Deceivers. Trying to find some fault with God and His Word. That's the Judases. That's the ones. You see how Judas come out? See how that guy come out? That's the way to make believers happen. Make believers. Oh, highly educated. Sometimes a great showdown comes between the Word and their creed. And when it does, they sell out to their denomination just exactly like their forerunner did Judas. Judas sold out to his denomination, sold Jesus, the Word, to his denomination and betrayed Jesus Christ. Actually claim to be a part of it. Ministers sometimes claiming to be servants of Christ. And when the word is thoroughly identified to be vindicated for that day that it is the message of the hour, and they'll sell out their for popularity to their denomination, just exactly like Judas did, betrayed Jesus to the Pharisees and Sadducees. That spirit don't die. So there that's amongst the believers, make believers and unbelievers. See, that's just exactly, come right down and sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. And many men will do it today for a meal ticket for an extra hundred dollars a week. Hallelujah. Right. Deny the God that's standing in the midst of them that bought their life. And with the full word, and they'll say, all oh, them days of miracles is passing. God don't need such a thing as that today. See, oh, I believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Hail Mary, Mother of God, blessed art thou amongst women. All these other things they say. And some of them said, oh, I believe in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father, Almighty Creator of Heaven and Earth. I believe in the Holy Roman Catholic Church and all these things. Tell me when an apostle ever had a creed like that. Amen. 
If the apostles had one creed, it's wrote in Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. If there's any creed to them, that was it. They had no creed, it was a word. That is true. It still remains the same. That's a prescription for the cure of the disease of sin. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Repent and be baptized for the remission of sins. Yes. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. But they sell out like Judas. That's the make-believer. Some of them are highly talented people. And this make-believer, watch that guy. That's the shrewd guy. This little guy fills up quick and jumps up and runs out at every little phrase that he don't like. You don't pay attention to him. He's just an unbeliever to begin with. But when you see this guy, a make-believer, hangs on. See, that's the Judas. That's him. Like great talents. I'm going to call names here, which I really shouldn't do it, but I'm going to call them anyhow, so that you'll know it. Like Elvis Presley. Red Foley. Ernie Ford. Pat Boone. Elvis Presley, a Pentecostal. Pat Boone, a Church of Christ. Red Foley, a deacon in the Church of Christ. Now, I think Ernest Ford is a Methodist. And all those people of those talents, smart, out on television, and people saying, well, aren't they religious? They sing songs. That don't mean one thing. As we get towards the end of this episode, we end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word which you spoke to us today. May you change our hearts from the inside that your word might come into our hearts and change our nature after the image of your Son. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.
In evil they worship me, having their peculiar doctrines. They try to make converts to me, but you all fast till I come. Old Remember I'm coming for you 